the Speakers Bank Podcast. Our voices, our views. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Speakers Bank Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and today joining me once again is Storm. Hello, everybody. And Catherine. Hi, everybody. And today we'll be discussing social social media and disability. So, so to kick us off, we'll be talking about our thoughts around social media. So, I suppose my first question to you guys is: Is social media of benefit to people with disabilities? Yes or no, and why and how? Mm. I suppose. Well, for me, it's fifty-fifty. Um, depends on how you use it. Um, it can be used as a way to break down barriers for people with disabilities that they can, they can talk to people in their own sort of cocoon or they can you know search for like jobs and, and stuff without the hassle of being discriminated against with their uh, workers um, but the bad thing about the social media thing um, is people can take advantage of you um, I remember when I was using social media sometimes the, you can get like these fake profiles and people would try to con you into giving them money. Um, yeah, like a scam. Yeah, like a scam. Like they would say, oh, you're very good looking and all that sort of stuff. And then you get, you know, you think, oh, she might be good you know, to talk to. But then you find out they want money into a certain account and because they think that you're not very uh, educational. Yeah, and that's where you get into trouble. So. I'm very good at destroying that notion. <laughs> um, Catherine, so what are your thoughts? I find with social media, it's good that you can like find groups that will help you. It will kind of connect in groups where you can have a have social life and meeting new people through people and friends, and you can also find groups where you can connect with like you are looking for a connection someone might say to you check out our Facebook page and look on and see and and all that kind of stuff and so in a way that's how I found Speakers Bank so I found Speakers Bank with a friend had a meeting connected with it Found their, um, found their Facebook page, so it shows what I, what, um, what it's about and what it does. Same thing with Interchange. I see what they do and ha- what kind of activities they have on offer for the support. And yeah, and yeah. I can just find groups after groups. I still remember the days where. We had, um, instead of the internet, it was all newspaper yep. um, ads, and that's how you found um, like your disability services. But now, because of the web, we can easily access different services that yes. yeah. we don't have to have trouble finding them for. And that reminds, that reminds me of the, ye- the yellow pages too, remember those? Oh, big, yeah. Big. Oh, yeah. 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 So, did you guys also know that there are also social media, media Features now available to assist people with disabilities, such as um, keyboards, automated captions, self-captioning, um, apps, and 
various other things as well as um, zoom and text features on camera phones. So I suppose my next question to both of you is should we advertise ourselves as a person with a disability in our online profile? And if so, why or why not? For me, the answer is quite simple. Uh, you, you, you have to. You have to put yourself out there and the disability is a part of you. Yeah. So if you're not going to put your whole self into it, then you shouldn't be doing it because otherwise people will call you a, a liar and you don't want to be uh, called that. Yeah. yeah. And you, you have a reputation to, um, to keep and that's one of the things that helps you connect with other people is you being honest with them from the start. Yeah. So I think that's very, very important. So, Catherine, what about you? Can I ask you, should we advertise ourselves as a person with a disability in our online profile? And if so, um, why or why not? Well, I think it's important that you do show yourself as a person with a disability mm. out there and not, and not hiding it because if you don't, then people aren't going to be aware of who you are. Exactly. They'll see you as a person, but they also need to see the needs. So if I was to go and help others, I can educate them about me. And then, especially for families with special needs kids, because they need to... and families that don't mm -hmm. to um, be aware of that so it's more inclusive and how we can support them because we're like the advocate for those people and for schools and that's yeah. Yeah see I personally I, I must admit I don't advertise myself as someone with a disability but that's, but that's purely because I have noticed that you know even, even with myself that if I see someone who you know states a medical condition online I can automatically make preconceived, have preconceived ideas of who they are. Mm. Yeah, that's the problem though. But then when you don't and they meet you, they're like, oh, are you sure you're, um, you're the person that you were talking to? That was the issue I had yeah. with, with that, um, with what you're saying. I, I agree to a certain extent because you just want to be you, but then if the person doesn't like your extra luggage, yeah, that's the other issue too. Yeah, but but I but I think I think two people should be focused on your face and not oh, the absolutely, couldn't agree more. Yeah, and not the disability. Yeah, but t too often the label comes first rather than the person. Yeah. Yes. So, what do you guys think um, are some of the dangers of oversharing on social media, or what they say is TMI, or in other words, too much information? Well, your identity can get stolen for a start. Um, I see a lot of people taking a lot of pictures and some of the pictures I find should be stayed, uh, should be like just stayed where, where, where it actually is for example if you've got an important moment of like a birthday or something like that sometimes it's not a good idea to share it because it's a personal memory and I feel like sometimes if you keep sharing things you're never going to have memories that are only to you. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll pose a question to the panel and I'll say, 
there's got to be some memories that all of us share that we don't want people to know. Yeah. It's personal to us, and special to us. So I think that there needs to be a balance between sharing, but also the fact that there's some things that you need to keep personal, just so yeah. you, you can be yourself and you can have your own you know, memories, because by sharing it, you're sharing your memories to some people you might not know, or you do know. No problems. Well, we're going to take we're going to take a brief break, and when we when we come back, we're going to talk about keeping safe on social media. So, what do you guys think are some of the dangers of oversharing on social media, or what they say as TMI? Well, one thing is your identity can get stolen. Uh, number two is that you can overshare your um, photos. Um, I'm not worried. I'm not really worried about that, but it's up to personal preference. For me, I like to share some photos, but there are some photos where, um, no matter how much I like you, no matter how much I respect the people on social media, there's some memories where I just want to be kept to myself because it's a personal memory of who you are and and what, and, and what, and what you do. Uh, for my social media platforms, I tend to enjoy YouTube the most because um, I like to, you know, just surf, uh, surf the web on YouTube. Um, I like to watch my football um, channels on YouTube. I like to look at the disability issues that are facing on YouTube. Um, the one I use least is probably Twitter uh, because I find Twitter is only good if you need short and sharp. For me, because I'm an, I'm an extrovert, I like to um, talk and explain it in a longer version. Um, if you go onto the Speakers Bank Facebook page, you'll see some of my opinions on some of the recent articles on disability topics, and they're fairly uh, long. But that's due yeah, we call them very, an essay. I'm very, very passionate about um, my disability topics. So yeah, um, and I don't use Instagram because again, I don't like to post too many photos, but I. Do agree that if you're a posting photo selfie person, you probably need to um, use Instagram more. Yeah. So, Catherine, what do you think um, some of the dangers of oversharing are? I find along I don't put too many photos on. Only the ones that look good and people are interested in. Um, I I like to. When I'm on a share, it's more like what I'm doing and all that, none of the ne negative mm -hmm. stuff. And, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, that's about all. I just want to point something out too. Um, when you use social media, and this is what I found too, it's not just people with disabilities. When I post something on my, on my Facebook, um, there's certain topics that I found that you've got to be very careful when you talk. Uh, religion, race, uh, yeah. politics, well, right. and and, um, and and sport. Hmm. I find that if you're um, if you can avoid those topics as much as possible, you'll, you'll have a better time on social media yeah. Yeah. because people can get very very uh, nasty. nasty about yeah. those topics if they don't agree with you. Do you know what I suppose I've learned, you know, Storm and Catherine, is that, you know, at the end of the day, no, no matter no matter what I, what I think on 
a subject, people are always going to gonna disagree with me regardless. Oh, yeah. And I once actually saw a post from a radio host um, back from Election Day last year. It came up in, in my memories and it said, you know, you know, when, you know, discussing politics or, you know, things that you disagree with, the reality is, is that, you know, pe people get petty when they go, oh, I'll unfriend you if you, you, you think this or whatever, and it's just absolute pe petty, but I suppose my point is I get to the point where I go, I, I laugh at it and I say, well, I'm going to post something controversial regardless of what you, what you, what you think, you know, but at the end of the day, if you have a problem with it, you know, that's... If, if I see something on... So like Facebook, someone posts something related to disability negatively, I think, nah, you're wrong. But I wouldn't go ahead and comment on it because that's when things can get worse. Look, I, I, I used to be very, very uh, posty on, on sports subjects, but now I've, I've sort of just stepped back a little bit because I don't want the backlash. Mm. And I just found if you don't want the backlash, then don't post. Um, but also I found that the, the society we live in now, if you all are having an opinion, it, it's too politically corrected. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and that's exactly what I yeah. don't like. Yeah. And that's the problem with, with using social media, is that if there is an opinion that looks to be right, but no one else is willing to stand up for, for, for the right opinion, um, then you get the backlash because that's not really what the... Um, opinion was in the first place. Yeah, and I think people in, in society that, that, I, that I've noticed personally, that when you post something controversial, they look at it like a personal attack rather than A personal than attack on them, yeah, exactly. And, but, here's, but here's my thing. As a society, I think we've lost the art of, you know, just freedom respectful. Mm. Well, not, not even that, because technically Australia doesn't have that per se, but mm. We have lost the art of respectful discussion on face, respectful, healthy debate, mm. rather than going out into all all out war. Because it gets to the stage where I've said to people, "Okay, I'm going to leave this discussion now because at the end of the day, we're not going to see eye to eye. I've been perfectly respectful to you, but you you clearly mm. can't grow up, yeah. Yeah. kind yeah. of thing." Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big problem in today's society. But you know, it's it's ironic that we've been, we've been talking about all that because it actually ties into what we've got coming up after this break, which yes. is keeping safe on social media. We'll be back right after this break. And we're back. And now we're going to be talking about cyberbullying. So to start with, what we're going to do is we're going to define cyberbullying. So guys, cyberbullying is um, what happens on, online when you um, get harassed or it can happen through an email text, social media, online chat rooms, and other online media. So it basically comes in the form of essentially abuse. Mm. Mm. So I put to you guys, what are some of the potential ways by which we can protect ourselves in social media? Well, one thing, and this is the most important thing, to make sure your computer doesn't get hacked or your account doesn't get hacked, regularly change your passwords. Yeah. Um, I know it's very frustrating and it's very, very annoying, but it's to protect you and it's to protect your loved ones. Yeah. So then don't get, um, like your bank accounts get stolen or, or stuff like that, or other personal details that are important to you. Number two would be to install an antivirus program yeah. to make sure you don't get um, nasty email um, viruses. Mm. So I, I, um, I think it's very important to have an antivirus program because you want to stop 
viruses, particularly in emails and websites. But the classic ones that I find that people with um, special needs have trouble with is identifying which email is a bad email and which yes. one is a normal one. Yeah. So and that's what most antiviruses yeah. can do for you now too. They can tell you this doesn't look right. Like I know one other thing I would say to you, Storm, and we'll get to Catherine in a minute. But one of the, one things one thing I want to say quickly is that even if you don't, you know, regularly change your passwords, maybe have, you know, and this is what I find, one one password that only you remember with a combination of letters, num letters and numbers that only you could know. Yeah, it's just very frustrating because I know on certain accounts they ask you for like nine letters and then they'll ask you for a capital letter yeah. or they'll ask you for an underscore and you're thinking to yourself, can't we just have a simple password where it's just a capital letter with a couple of words that are not... Yeah, not so it, it should be universal. Universal. But because these hackers have spoiled it for the rest of us. But do you know, with most antiviruses now, you can actually do what they call a master password. So basically, you, you, you nominate a particular password that you want, and it allows you to access everything, so that becomes your gateway. It's called like a vault. Wow, I didn't even know that. <laughs> but um, Catherine, what do, you, what do you think? What are some of the potential ways um, which we can protect ourselves in social media? Well, for a start, being mindful of who's sending you fan requests. If Absolutely. you don't, if you don't recognise that name, don't add them. Mm -hmm. And yep. if um, if someone says something that you're unfamiliar with and you don't really know that person, oh, things don't even respond back to them. Yeah, and. The issue is sometimes you'll get you'll do a conversation and you know that person but they're not acting like it. So you've got to know the difference. Yeah. Mm. I've had that many times. See, the, one of the things that I, that I would say, Storm, and this, this is what I do when I get an unsolicited friend request, is I look at not only, okay, does this person have any mutual friends and if so, who are they? Because if they're mutual friends that I know personally, yeah. Yeah. chances are they know that person yeah. as well. Yeah, well that's right. But if, it, but if it's a friend, sorry Catherine, but if it's a friend on Facebook that I I don't know personally and they have mutual friends, then it's like, mm, it's less likely. Mm, but don't add them until yeah. you yeah. have met them in person. But there's also, an, there's also a few occasions where I've found that um, when you're talking to someone and they don't sound like Nathan or they don't sound like Catherine and they're like talking to you like with, like with the way they write yeah with the way they write that's when you got to be very careful too because mm. I had an incident a couple of months ago where a friend of mine who was probably uh, I've known for a while asked me money out of nowhere and I know my friend doesn't ask me money out of nowhere and then he said to me oh can I put this can you get sorry? Can you give me this money into your into a, a bank account? And now I had no idea what this bank account was mm. and who this person was, but he kept trying to pretend that he was um, my friend, and I I, I didn't like that. Mm. So what I did was I unfriended that account, talked to my friend with the real account to find out if did he talk to me on that. Yeah, because you'll often see posts floating around on Facebook now that say, you know, if you get a friend request from this person, or if you get another, or sometimes even I've posted, you know, where if you get, you'll see a post every now and then from even me that says, you know, if you get another friend request from someone with an identical profile as me, don't add them. Because mm. if you already have the real me, 
don't have the second person because what they do is they duplicate profile. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Like, I've been, I might be friends with you guys already. You're my friends on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then I get another fr friend request from Storm or you. Yeah. That means that there's a hack. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's silly for the same person to send you a request. Oh, and someone that has kind of learning needs doesn't understand no, no, what's they happening, won't. They so won't. that's where um, I'm lucky that um, I'm aware of it, yeah. Yeah. because it's happened a few times. Yeah. And this is why we're talking about in today's podcast, to help those people with higher needs to understand the difference yeah. between the two. Yeah, and I know this is going to sound stupid, but another couple of tips are, you know, click, click links with caution. Mm -hmm. But another one that, you know, everyone should be familiar with, because this happens around, you know, the office where I volunteer, is that sometimes people leave their Facebooks logged in and someone will write something stupid to say, I hacked into so-and-so's Facebook, yeah. they should really Always. be more careful. I love it when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose the, the, the point is, and the message behind that is just, you know, if you don't want your, your friend or someone you trust to write a really stupid status, just make sure you log off, because yeah. it protects you from yeah. some embarrassment and... Yeah. And make, and make sure you log off on your NetBank Saber account or anything to do with money. Make sure when you're done, log off. Mm. Yeah. Like one of, the, one of the great security features, for example, that my bank has is that if you're inactive for like five or ten minutes, it'll actually automatically log you out, which can be a pain in the neck. But it's, but it's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, having said that, I've never left my bank account open in an no. in internet cafe, no. and I never want to. So... We're gonna we're gonna um, switch gears slightly. So we've talked about obviously keeping safe on social media, but what what do we do when we're being attacked um, by by someone, or what do we do when someone we know is a victim of cyberbullying? Well, for me, I haven't really been attacked by cyberbullying, but um, for me, if I was in that situation, I would probably just try my best not to read it. I know it's very, very difficult, but if you can't read what they're saying and you can't look at it, it can't hurt you. So um, that, that's what I would do. Um, but also the number one thing, block the person. Yes. And I would have a cooling off period of two weeks of no social media at all, yep. just so that you can get your headspace out of that environment. Mm -hmm. Because if you keep logging on, they'll keep attacking you. So. Um, to keep your mind nice and fresh and, and ready to go. Um, but if it gets any worse, uh, please ask your parent or guardian to help you um, because the more people know about uh, your cyberbully, the best, uh, th that's the best result because they can help you with services and um, they can support you because um, cyberbullying is still bullying but it's yeah. just on the why world web. Yep. Do you, Catherine, do you have any any thoughts on the subject before we move on? Um, if if it was me, I would certainly if I was getting bullied on Facebook by I don't I don't know who, but also inform my parents or, or your closest friends that you would mm. trust and a support worker. Yep. Um, and if it was a friend, 
would cert and they told me about it, I will certainly advise that they talk to someone about it and how they can get some help. What would you do in a situation where you're getting cyberbullied by a person you do know and not and not a troll? Would you continue the conversation on Facebook or no. would you make them post it? Do you know what I'd probably do if it was back back I in would, the way? I would um yeah. if it was a friend that was attacking me, mm -hmm. like it was another special friend, I would tell their mums what tell their parents what's happening. Yeah. Tell my parents what's happening. Yeah. And go, you know. Because because sometimes people don't understand what they're doing as well. Because one of the problems with social media, and I find this a lot, is that you can say something, but other people might read it in the wrong con context. Yes. And the difference is when you meet up with them, you know what the context of what your statement is. But in social media, it can be. Yeah. Used in many ways. Well, one of my my thoughts is, if ever I've received, you know, you know, not not that it happened very often, but if ever I received received a nasty a nasty or smart looking message from, you know, someone that I knew in high school, for example, I'd say I'd message them first, but then I'd say, you know, let's let's talk about this more tomorrow in school rather than yeah, exactly over the internet. where everybody you know can see. Yeah. Yeah. And but if they're going to be a bully towards you, then block them straight away. Block them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we do have some advice advice for you at home um, before we do go. One is to know that it's not your fault. Number two, and this is very important, don't respond or retaliate as much as you'd like to. You know, sometimes I would. <laughs> Number three, um, save the evidence. Yeah, because. As, Especially if you're being threatened or you need to yeah, take it to the police. Exactly, and um, you need all the evidence to get because if it gets to that stage, they're gonna, it's going to be a who's who to what and you're going to have to get the evidence. Yeah. Um, and I'd say also, especially, especially if you're, you're a student or a, or a child, reach out for help, especially if the behaviour is really getting to you. Mm. And, and that might be you know, the, the school welfare coordinator or, or someone that you, that you trust. And I would say as well, um, use available tech tools as we've discussed earlier. Protect your accounts, which we also discussed earlier. And if someone you know is being bullied, don't stand by and watch. It's important to take action. Take action. And it's also in, before we go. It's also important to know to know that every everything we've, we've that it, that everything that we've said is general, and that you know case by case handling. Um, is, a, is a sensitive issue and that if you're unsure with what to do, ask for help before you do anything. Tell someone you trust so that you can both seek further help because, you know, every case is individual. Yeah. And, and the advice we give, you know, may not be specific to your situation. And if you're a person with a higher needs, always try to use social media with, with, with a person you can trust because that way you, you, you know you're safe and you know that your family's safe. Yeah. And with that, that's all we have time time for today on the Speakers Bank podcast. Keep safe on the web, guys. Yep, keep safe on the web. And, and ironically, we'll be back again soon.